Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Hello. Uh, welcome to my home here in Cardiff. It's good to be with you, uh, even in these uh, unique circumstances. I, I've been asked to share with you from the Word of God today, and uh, I'm really happy to do so, and thanks for the opportunity. Uh, I understand that you've been looking at some uh, encounters that Jesus has had in the Gospels with people, and that's what we're going to look at today. When I was asked to, to share with you, uh, immediately uh, an incident came to mind from the Gospels about a man who had an encounter with Jesus, and uh, he got more than he ever bargained for, and uh, his life was transformed from healing to a wholeness, uh, all because he did something. Uh, and it's the story of the, the ten lepers, or the tenth leper, uh, that we're going to find in, in Luke chapter 17. So let, let's turn to Luke 17 and we'll read the story, and then we'll just draw out some, thing, uh, some things that uh, we can apply to our lives. Father, thank you so much for your word, and as we read it now, we just pray in the name of Jesus that the power of your word and the power of this example will be ours as well. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you'll take this word and where we need to apply it in our lives, that you'll do so. In Jesus' name, amen. It's uh, Luke 17 and verse 11. Let's read that story. While traveling to Jerusalem, Jesus passed between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten men with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance, and they raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he told them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And while they were going, they were cleansed. But one of them, seeing that he was healed, returned, and with a loud voice gave glory to God. He fell face down at Jesus' feet, thanking him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus said, Weren't ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Didn't any of them return to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus told him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you whole or well or complete or restored. That's what the term means. And let's just explain a couple of things about uh, what it meant to be a leper in Jesus' time. Basically, it was a terrible, terrible thing to have. Very infectious disease. Um, lepers were known as the, the living dead. They, they dressed in rags. They wore a sign to warn people away from them that said unclean. They were isolated. They had to stay away from people. Uh, because of their disease, uh, reminds us a little bit of the situation we're in today, isn't it? Their physical appearance could be awful uh, if the disease had a, a certain effect on them. In some cases, they could lose extremities like fingers or toes, ears, things like that. Um, it was a terrible life. And uh, for people who had other infectious skin diseases, the same thing happened to them. They had to stay away from people uh, to safeguard the community. 
And that's why when they met Jesus that day, they, they had to stand at a distance. That was re required of them. Um, what we would call social distancing, uh, only in extreme case. They lived in isolation. Uh, they were completely separated from the community, from people, until they recovered or unless they recovered. They, they could recover, but they might not recover and they could live like that all their life. And these men met Jesus and they heard about him and they saw him on the road that day and they shouted out to him from afar, please have mercy on us. It's a wonderful thing when you come to the Lord and you just say, Lord, have mercy on me. And you know, because he's merciful, do you know what he'll do when we come to him and say, have mercy? He'll show us mercy. It's a wonderful thing. That's what Jesus didn't say to them though. He didn't say to them, okay boys, be healed. Um, he could have, but he didn't. He, he told them to go and do something. He said, go and show yourselves to the priests. Now, why would he do that? Well, in the Old Testament, the requirement of anybody who had leprosy or any infectious skin disease, uh, if they thought the disease was, had gone and it, it could go, uh, if they thought they were healed, then before they could return to their life, they'd have to go to the priests and the priests would examine them, a bit like a doctor today, and the, the priests would pronounce them clean. And if he did, then they were, they were well to go back. So in telling them to go to the priests, Jesus was speaking a word to them. And his word was, you're healed, you're cleansed. The power of his word healed them. That's what the Psalm says, he sent forth his word and healed them. There's power in his word. And one word from Jesus can change your life, can't it? Uh, and that's what happened to these 10 men. They were all healed. They all put their faith in Jesus, simply because he told them what to do. And they said, we'll do what you tell us to do. Now that in itself is a word for us. That's enough for us in one way. If we will just do what Jesus tells us to do, then we will prosper. If we obey him and do what he tells us to do, that's enough in some way. And that's what happened to them. They put their faith in him and they were cleansed of their disease. They were all healed. However, one of them realized something the others hadn't done. Something was going on inside him and he wanted to do something about it. And the gospel tells us this man, who was a Samaritan, a foreigner, turned around and came back to Jesus because he wanted simply to do something. He wanted to say, thank you. That's all he wanted to do. He was so glad and so grateful for what Jesus had done for him. He wanted to say thank you. Now he wasn't expecting anything more from Jesus. He had no idea, not a clue, what was about to happen to him. Nothing at all ever entered his mind. He just wanted to say thank you. So notice what he did. It says in the gospel, he deliberately and purposely turned around and came back. Because in his heart, he said, I'm going to do something here. I'm going to say thank you. And more than that, yeah, he was shouting at the top of his voice. 
He was making a lot of noise. Uh, he was giving glory to God. He was shouting and shouting, and uh, you could hear this guy coming. He was making a ruckus. He wasn't going to keep quiet because Jesus had healed him. Jesus had touched him. Jesus had done something wonderful in his life, and he was not going to keep quiet. Uh, that, that's a fantastic thing. I, Jesus has done some wonderful things for us, hasn't he? And we can't keep quiet. We don't want the stones to cry out. Uh, we're very grateful. And then he came, and when he arrived at Jesus' feet, he fell face down in front of Jesus, not in any kind of groveling way. He was just so glad and so grateful. He, he, he just fell at Jesus' feet and just in a, in a great, extravagant, demonstrative way just to express his thanks. And that's all he did. He just said, thank you. You can imagine him. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now Jesus couldn't resist that. And he responded to this man's thanksgiving and his gratitude. And in effect, he said this to him. I've got more for you. Uh, this man had just released something. He released the law of sowing and reaping. And that's what Jesus was going to effect. He was saying, in effect, Jesus, friend, you've just opened heaven for yourself. The power of the kingdom of God is going to come to you in an increased way. And that's what he meant when he just said this. Your faith has made you whole, complete, perfectly well, restored. That's what that term means. Jesus made him whole. Jesus made him complete, made him perfectly well. Now, what does that mean? Well, let's just take it beyond the physical. In his whole being, in this man's spirit and his soul and his body, imagine all the things that have gone on inside him in his life during this period. We don't know how long he'd been like this. But imagine what he'd been through in his spirit. Maybe he was crushed certainly lonely, all hope had gone. He was isolated from his friends and his family, in his community, in his mind, his thought life, his whole self-esteem, being rejected, maybe depression, the idea of living with long-term sickness, possibility of no future, or of a future for years living like this. And of course, then in his body, the pain, the shame, the loss of function, and maybe loss of limbs. That's what Jesus meant when he said, I'm restoring you. I'm making you whole. Because he gave Jesus thanks, he moved beyond the physical healing to a total restoration in his whole being. He was made well. He was made whole. He sowed thanksgiving, he sowed gratitude, and he reaped wholeness. Well, what does that mean for us? How can I apply that to my life today? Well, firstly, and just simply, if I'm still holding on, waiting for a situation, whatever it is, if I'm waiting for something to happen in my life, then I can still be thankful. 
Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5, in all, give thanks in all circumstances. Not give thanks for all circumstances, but give thanks in all circumstances. We don't give thanks for everything. I don't give God thanks for COVID-19. I don't give God thanks for uh, isolation. I don't give God thanks for uh, social distancing. But I do give God thanks in them, that in this, he's with me. In this, he's good. And whatever situation you're facing, um, you might be waiting for uh, news, whether you'll have a job, um, whether your, that hospital appointment will come. Uh, just be thankful. It may, not, it may not have happened yet, but still be thankful. Just give God thanks in it. There's something you can give God thanks for in it. And uh, the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you in that. But the main thing, and this is the major point of what I want to share with you, is it might well be that you've received that healing, you've received that miracle, you've received that breakthrough, you've had that initial cleansing in that situation, whatever it is that uh, Jesus has broken in on. And you think, well, that's it. But there's more for you. I just know in my heart there is more for you in it. There's more to come. The kingdom of God in that area, in that incident, in whatever you are facing, hasn't stopped increasing in that area of your life. Let me give you an example. It's possible for me to be healed in my body, but remain sick in my spirit. Thinking, well, yeah, I know I'm healed. I know Jesus healed me and I'm grateful for that but it should have happened a long time ago. Or it's better late than never. I, I wish it had happened a year ago or two years ago. And now look at me, two years have been wasted. Uh, or uh, I wish I'd got this job five years before I've got it. And I'm glad I've got it, but and there's this, there's just this negativity. There's just this thing up that you think, hmm. But I'm learning that God's timing is perfect every time. Or you may have not realized that the Lord, has, the Lord has more for you in this situation. You may have recovered from your illness. You may be in this new situation now and thinking, well, that's it, that's okay. But there's more for you. Now, I'm just going to give you the principle. You can work it out in your own life. You know, maybe you were sick and unable to do something, or maybe you lost a job and there was financial loss, but now it's, it's through, but you think, okay, well, that's over now. But if you just come to the Lord, not to get anything, to give Jesus thanks for what he did, see what he does. I just got a sneaking feeling that whatever situation you're in, he's got more for you. Let me give an example. Several years ago now, many, many years ago actually, um, I was due to go to Cuba when the situation opened for us in Cuba and I was asked to go to Cuba to, to minister and I was so excited and I was really looking forward to it and just about a month before I was due to go, I went to the hospital for a checkup after the heart attack that I had at the time and um, they discovered I had a blood clot 
um, in my heart. So I, I said to the doctor, well, sorry, doctor, I said, I'm supposed to, I'm going to Cuba next month. And the doctor said to Mr. Aubrey, you're not going to Cuba. You're not going anywhere. You're not flying until this, uh, this blood clot has disappeared. And to be honest, I was absolutely crushed. I was totally disappointed because I wasn't able to go. And uh, I started the course of treatment. And it was several months before the blood clot disappeared. Um, and of course, I didn't go to Cuba. And for a long time after that, I lived with a sense of mm, disappointment. I was well, I was fine. But I thought, there, there's, there's something that I lost. And uh, as I began to read this story, and as I began to realize, I began to change. Not so that I could go to Cuba, and I had no inkling of ever going. But I just began to say to the Lord, thank you, Lord, that you, you, you brought me through, that uh, I'm well now. Thank you. And I became so glad just to be well. I wasn't looking for anything more. I was just so glad and so thankful for him, for what he'd done, that the doctors had found the clot and dealt with it. I never thought about Cuba then. And it was only about a year later then that uh, I had an invitation to say, please, would you come to Cuba? And it was almost like it just came again to me. And uh, I've been to Cuba seven or eight times over the years and been totally blessed and blown away. But I learned something. I thought something had gone and a lost opportunity. But I just thanked God anyway. And the opportunity came. You know, sickness can be expensive too. Um, you, you might have been in a sick situation where you were sick and it, it, it costs you money. Well, the Lord can restore everything. Dreams can fade because of lost opportunities. You might have had plans for this time. Plans that now you think maybe they'll never happen. Maybe they'll never come. Maybe that opportunity's gone. You don't know. You don't know. I do know this. This time that you're going through is not lost time. The Lord knows and he's got his hand on your life. And I just want to give you opportunity right now, just as we're closing. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, if in some way this story is spoken to you, just come before the Lord right now where you are and just in your heart, and if you want to, just give him thanks. Just open your mouth, open your heart, or if you're watching this video in time to come, just take some time right now. That's it, just where you are, and give him thanks. That's it. That's it, just give him thanks. Don't be embarrassed, just give him thanks. Give him thanks for what he's done. Thank him for who he is. Just let your heart change, be full of gratitude. And you watch what happens. Thank you, Lord. Well, that's all I have to say. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. 
and trust that uh, in the Lord's good time we'll see each other again face to face. But for now, God bless you. Have a wonderful day uh, and I'll see you again. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.